Welcome to the Creative Writers Tool Belt, the podcast that gives you advice and insights for your writing. I'm Andy Chamberlain, I'm a writer and creative writing coach, and in each episode, we'll be exploring an aspect of the craft together. You can find out more at my website, andrewjchamberlain.com, where you can also find out about the Creative Writers Tool Belt Handbook, which takes all the best advice and insights from the early episodes of the podcast and distills them into one volume. I hope this podcast is helpful to you on your writing journey. If you do find it useful, please do subscribe and consider leaving a review as well wherever you downloaded it. So thank you for joining me and here's this episode. And welcome to episode 176 of the Creative Writers Tool Belt. My guest for this episode is the digital marketing consultant Jason Smith from Social Shapes. In this conversation, we talk about the essentials of setting up a website and managing social media accounts for your brand as a writer. We talk about the best platform to use to design a first website, the importance of design aesthetics, and what the author needs to use their website for. We also talk about social media, how to make this not a scary proposition, what the functions of social media engagement are, and how to choose the right platforms for you and the kind of content that you need to put on it. This was a fascinating and really useful conversation full of the kind of smart insights that you need to get to grips with a website and social media as an author. I do hope you enjoy it. And if you do enjoy this episode and you're listening to this before September 2022 and you are a UK based Christian author, you can come and hear Jason speak at the British Christian Writers Conference at Ridley Hall in Cambridge on Saturday the 3rd of September. That's 2022. Join us for marketing tips, craft insights and encouragement for you and your writing. Just search the British Christian Writing Conference online. I look forward to seeing you there. Jason, welcome to the Creative Writers Toolbelt podcast. I'm really pleased to have the opportunity to, to talk to you this morning. So I want to start by asking you if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and your career so far. Thank you, Andy. And thank you for asking me to do this. My name is Jason Smith. I I run a company called Social Shapes, which is a digital marketing company. But my background was in in sales and account management, working in the travel events and artist management sectors. And then in the last 10 years, I moved from sales into marketing because I think I had a latent creativity that was best served in marketing than it was in sales. And and as a result, I'm much happier and, you know, doing what I'm doing now. Okay. Um, now you mentioned um, your company is called Social Shapes. Could you give us a couple of examples of the kind of things that you do for your clients now? Well, basically, when people ask me about this, I just say I do digital marketing, which is a bit of a catch-all for a lot of things. But on a daily basis, I'm really kind of building social media strategies for clients, a range of clients actually, from carpets to coffee to tailors and writers but also doing the social media management as well which is creating the content writing the copy to go out on social media posts and web building uh, content creation i also write copy myself um, create images logos and also do short videos as well okay so obviously we're going to be talking for uh, for a few minutes now about all of this in the context of writers and i want to start with websites so as writers many of us 
kind of balk slightly at the idea of trying to get a website set up and and going through all of that expense or all of that hassle just as a kind of just in a general way why would you say that a writer should go to the time and expense of, of getting a website set up what are the reasons for it well if you think about it um your writers are in the business of selling books and and i just feel that you know like any business they should have a website that um, people can go to and under to understand a more about the book or b about the writer it's no different to you know so, uh, another business basically but what i have seen working with writers just over a year now and i'm actually seeing a lot of writers who don't have websites so they rely on amazon and uh, goodreads and these associated sites to mm. for, for to kind of share their story basically but that's quite limited uh, it's great it's okay for selling books but you know what what if i want to know more, more about the writer or you know, so a website allows the person to do that by creating blogs and, and lots of other different things as well, which just means that we get to know the writer. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's a there's a few things to pick up on there in terms of things that a writer might include in their website. So you've talked about obviously selling books, a, a medium in which books can be sold, um, perhaps a little bit more information about the writer, perhaps a blog. Thinking about the writing clients you have, is there anything else that they do through their website that you think is a good idea for writers to do? Well, I think it really depends on the writer because um, you get some writers who are just very, um, they write books, that's it. So the focus then is on selling the book, um, detailing the books that they've, writ- they've written, and also maybe setting up a shop where people can actually buy the book directly from them um, rather than through Amazon. Because obviously buying directly from the writer, then the margins are much better for the writer. Then if you consider other writers, some are have other, other strings to their bow with regards to speaking. They do workshops. Um, they might do some commercial writing as well. So these are all areas or dedicated page for each of those skills to actually kind of put on the site. So, again, yes, it just goes right back to the writer and what they're doing on a daily basis. OK, so. If somebody's listening to this, a writer, and they think, okay, I haven't got a website, but I'm going to take the plunge. And I like to think of myself as a bit tech. So maybe I can maybe I can build myself a website. And they haven't done it before. What advice would you give to somebody who wants to try and sort that out themselves? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely, you can do that. And, and there are good website builders out there. I've used quite a few. And I think for ease and for aesthetics i would uh, always go for squarespace um it's um one of the major kind of web builders it's just easy to use it's a bit more mm. kind of intuitive than others but saying that it still takes time to kind of get to grips with it i have gone through that process and and any hair that i have has been pulled out and <laughs> just just getting to get to that so you know, yes, you can do it, but just be be, be aware that it's going to take time. Mm-hmm. And also, not everybody's got a good eye for design. I mean, some people do, um, and that's great. But I think there's there's an art to building a website as there is to writing a book. And and I I've seen websites where some writers will kind of try and do too many things on one page, and it just makes it look cluttered, um, overwhelming, confusing. And and if anybody um is kind of met with that they will just bounce off they will kind of go away your ability to kind of push through things is just kind of goes away you just if you're met with any kind of resistance or challenge 
people just kind of go, right, that's it, I'm going. So, you know, there's an art to kind of making things look simple and, and navigation yeah. and all those kind of things. So, and also just white space or um, people forget about that. Space is very important on a website. You know, the space between words, the space between mm. paragraphs, the mm. space between images. So these are all the things to consider. But if you've mm. got a good eye for design, then go for it. Absolutely. So that's an interesting point that you make there, because like I said, you know, if, if people who think they've got the tech ability, and maybe they have, but actually it sounds as if at least as important is as an appreciation of design and the aesthetics of design. Absolutely. Because if we go back to, you know, your website being a shop window for you, you might have the tech ability, um, you know, to kind of get it up and running. But yeah, if, it, if you've got a site that's cluttered or it's very difficult to use, or there's too many different kind of fonts or too many colors, then, you know, that's just, it's going to defeat the object. So mm. there really has to be, you know, so kind of an equal amount of tech understanding and design yeah. for it to kind of work. Um but the thing is, though, I mean, if you haven't got those, but you've got a family member or friend who can kind of help, then pull them in, you know. Yeah. So uh, yeah. so there is that as well. Okay. So for some people, just the thought of trying to design a website would fill them with terror. But And maybe they have got a little bit of money. And I appreciate a question I'm going to ask you now is not an easy question because it's going to be a how long is a piece of string, I suspect. But if I wanted to get someone to build me a website and it's my page about page to sell stuff, page about who I am, a blog page, maybe another page, four or five pages. What sort of money, what sort of budget should I set aside for something like that? Okay. Well, I, I have thought about this and I, I have got a figure, but I will, before okay. I say that, I would just think about what you're paying for. You're not paying, you, you by paying this amount of money, you are not having to take, you know, grapple with this kind of web building software um, you're not going to be spending hours and hours and hours and frustration and kind of raised, um, you know, blood pressure trying to kind of build the site. So, you know, there's an opportunity just to kind of go, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to get someone nah. to do that. Yeah. So if we think about that, then, you know, I would say a very basic site. And if the, if the client is going to provide the images and the copy, and I would expect a writer to provide the copy, um we i would say you can have a, a good looking website for a, a starting point of about a thousand pounds um there are some kind of ongoing uh charges for hosting mm. which are around about mm. 15 pounds uh, a month depending on the package and also what i do try to do with all my clients i really encourage them to take ownership of the site because you know there are things that will probably need tweaking if they want to add a blog or change an image I would then kind of uh, provide training for that so okay. they can do themselves. Okay. So it's really useful to have that figure. And if we compared somebody who's never had a website at all and wanted to start from scratch with somebody who maybe does have a website and they've got a domain, domain name and they've built a website and it's a bit of a mess or they're fed up with it or they're upset or whatever, and they just want somebody to, to do a good website for them. Is there any, is there any appreciable difference in cost or effort between these two, so the brand new person versus the one who's got a website that needs redoing basically from the ground up. Yeah, I've done both actually. You know, I mean, sometimes we, we kind of look at a site and think, let's just start from scratch. And and that's a conversation and an agreement that between both parties, myself and the client. I don't force people to do that. But say, for example, I found with writers, they usually have a, a, a historical a backlog of blogs on that site 
which would just take too long to bring over to a new site. So it's it, it's really a case of just staying on that site and kind of you know tidying up. And I've done that with with writers just recently, mm-hmm. uh, going into a WordPress site and just making it look a bit better, uh, tidying things up, you know, categorizing things a little bit better, removing kind of old pages, that kind of thing. So yeah, there are opportunities to do that as well. Okay, so let's now move on to the thorny subject of social media, perhaps a bit, in fact, even more so than websites, potentially for some writers, the prospect of social media can seem bewildering, complicated, scary. Some of us have been on TikTok and looked at what's on there and thought, what is this nonsense? You know, all, all of this sort of stuff. So a slightly crazy question, but should, should we even bother with social media? And if we should, why, why as writers should we? Yeah, I, I mean, I can I empathise with all, all of the points you made there, Andy. Um, you know, from the outside looking in, it does look a, look a very scary place um, where you have to dance and lip sync and, and things like that. But you don't have to do that. That's the, that's a good that's good news for now. But if you think about your web page, your website being the, your shop, then social media is the advertising, the billboards you see around town, the, the print, the, mm. the ads that you see in magazines kind of telling people about your website and your books and where to get them from so it's the purpose of social media essentially is to drive people to your website that's that's it essentially so if you so if you think about your website just on its own it might get a bit of um it might people might kind of find it or um seo is another kind of subject entirely but search engine optimization so people could find it in searches, but yes. really you you should be doing that and uh, kind of social media advertising. But what I would say is um, that there are a lot of social media platforms out there. And the good news, again, is you don't have to be on every one. I mean, I would encourage people just to stick with one or two. Uh, just okay. make it manageable. Make it something that you can do in your day that doesn't fill you, fill you with dread or, you know, yeah. that just yeah. make it easy on yourself. So, you know, the, the easy ones to go for, I would always say Facebook. It's got the widest demographic. It's got the widest age group um, on there. And yeah, that was the good starting point. And then maybe if you want to kind of consider another platform as well, Instagram, which is owned by the same company now called Meta. Um, and there's opportunities to kind of cross post between the two. Okay. So it sounds as if perhaps we can make life easier for ourselves by simply choosing those social media platforms that we would enjoy being on or that we feel more comfortable being on anyway, rather than trying to be on one that is bewildering and scary. Yeah, but absolutely. Because I feel, you know, with any client, whether you're a writer or, or kind of selling products, it's um, you, that's your business, that's your day-to-day business, you know, so, and that's what you were, uh, that's what you're driven to do. So, Having to feel then that you have to be on every kind of social media platform is just you're not going to have the time. Um, and also there are there are kind of authors that I work with who do who are on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. But they kind of I don't know, they're kind of more geared towards that. They kind of have a natural interest in that. So yeah. if yeah. they do, then go for it. But I'm not in the business of pushing people in a direction they don't want to go. Because it's just, it's a waste of time for them. And it sure. just, I go, again, going back to that blood pressure thing, it's not good. <laughs> Life's too short. <laughs> you try and make now, people dance on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I, 
and and that, that that all makes perfect sense. I have noticed with with well a lot of people who are actually potentially selling things, including writers, on social media, that not every social media post is actually about their books, or in fact, only a minority seem to be about their books. Is that do you subscribe to this idea that actually it should be mainly social posts and, and non-selling and then just a sprinkling of of more selling focused stuff? I would. I mean, the thing is about social media is about it being conversational. I, I often I've repeated this metaphor many, many times. But if you go to a dinner party and you're sat next to somebody who's just giving you the hard sell on something, you are going to be sat there thinking, I wish I wasn't sat next to this person. And that's exactly what it is when it's social media. So it is a case of a collection of messages. And this is one of the things that I kind of pull together when I'm, when I'm making a social media strategy for somebody is what are your messages? Of course, yes, sell books. That, that has to have a, a kind of sizable place in any social media strategy. But if we go back to the author and, and people wanting to know about the author, let's find out where the author went for a walk on Sunday. Let's see, let's hear what the, the author is listening to, you know, um, or, you know, all these kind of things that you can kind of share about. And also just if you're, if you've got any advocates or kind of, if you want to support local businesses, then do that as well. I bought this wonderful, uh, you know, sourdough bread for my local bakery. And if they've got a, an, an Instagram handle, share that as well. You know, so there's all these kind of different kind of messages mm -hmm. rather than it just mm -hmm. being completely 100% buy my book because people will get turned off uh, to, to that constant messaging. Sure. So sure. it's um, a kind of more holistic approach. And, and again, that's where I kind of come in and help companies and individuals, um, you know, sort of kind of bring together a strategy so they can kind of touch all, all the bases and messages. So when you when you just pick up on something you said there, so when you talk about like an Instagram handle, so is what you're saying that I could go to my local bakery and I could take pictures of it or I could take pictures of the lovely croissant that I bought or whatever, and then I put a post on a, on my account, let's say Instagram, but then I can put their account name as well into that and they know that I've posted about them. Is, it, is that how yeah, it works? Exactly. So, um, for example, um, you know, there's... Uh, yeah, for example, here in I live in a place called Woodbridge in Suffolk, and we've got a, a bakery chain called Two Magpies, who are very active on social media. So um, I could go in there, buy a loaf, have uh, one of their beautiful pecan, pecan tarts, and just kind of take a picture of it and say, here I am working, as I was yesterday, enjoying a cup of tea and a pecan tart at Magpies. So it would yeah. literally be the at sign at Magpies, okay. um, Two Magpies in yeah, and then that will show up on their feed um, that they've been mentioned in the post. Um, you know, but obviously you're kind of shouting about a local business as well. Yes. Yeah. And it's great to be shouting about that, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, two magpies are, are a small chain of, you know, bakery. But, you know, if you if you really want to support like an individual shop and they're active on social media, then go for it. And I presume, depending on the media, the, the platform you're using, they might see that post and like it and share it about you know and, and people could see it came from you i guess yeah. that's okay yeah you, that, that's right you can't really kind of there's no real kind of uh certainly can on twitter and facebook people can share that um uh, on instagram it's a little bit more difficult to kind of uh, repost stuff um, yeah yeah i would avoid that but but it's just it's you know what what it does you're just seem to be kind of supporting 
other yeah. businesses, local yeah. writers. Yeah. And I just think that's a nice thing, um, you know, uh, to just kind okay. of share about. So some people I've talked to about this sort of thing have talked to me about things like brand and style and font and all all this stuff, which it, some of us might not really think about or might not think is important. But what do you think? Do you think it's important to make the different social media posts that we generate distinctive in some way? Um, there has to be, you know, a kind of an overall. I mean, if you look at kind of uh, businesses, they they generally have a, a small color palette of say two well, coca-cola red and white um but some have you know up to four or five kind of colors that they mm. kind of rely on and and that's what i do when i kind of work with a client but i pick we we either pick their existing branding colors or pick some colors out of the website just to kind sure. of use in, in social media posts so it it just lends itself to that thing called brand fluidity so you've got the colors on the website that are repeated on the social media um, maybe going out on an e- email newsletter as well. So it just has that look and feel of, of an organization or an individual. Okay. Uh, and you can, there are, there are software, uh, software out there. I think there's Canva, uh, which is kind of like, um, it, it allows you to create art and use color and add text and these kind of things that you can start to kind of build up your kind of brand as it were using that and they, they i think there's also a free tool that they offer it's almost like um, i use illustrator uh, um, and photoshop and uh, and these kind of software but these are for you know they can be quite complicated and they all cost a lot of money each month to kind of maintain or you know through the subscription but the but canva i think is a great opportunity great opportunity for people to kind of get to grips with it and and use and use this um okay and branding and that kind of thing so if i'm if i'm i've got some enthusiasm but i'm not brilliant at art necessarily or i'm not mega tech but i can i can kind of subscribe to this software canva c-a-n-v-a i think it is isn't it, it is, and yeah. there's a free or a, or a subscription version and then i can i can create pictures can I on it? Can I create videos on it as well? Do you know? Or? I'm not sure about video. I'm sure you could, um, but have a look into it. I don't want to yeah, sure. for them, but but yeah, <clears> just and I would just encourage people just to play around with things. Sure. And also just mm. make some mistakes. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, because it's that's I think it's a lot of fear that they can stop people from doing things because they feel they want to do it perfectly. Yeah. You just think. Yeah. I remember as uh, I play guitar and I was uh, and I um. I was thinking about writing some songs, but I, I wanted to go straight in there with, you know, sort of like um, a Led Zeppelin or Beatles kind of classic. Um, but I just told myself, like I said, just write 10 really, really bad songs. And that yeah. just opened the door yeah. for me just to kind yeah. of write those, but not feel kind of judging yeah. myself or stopping myself. So I would encourage people to do that as well when kind of creating yeah. art and design and things. Well, that's interesting because that's similar. I mean, for writers, that is similar to the concept of the first draft, I would say, in that novice writers try and write a masterpiece first time and they never will. Uh, But what they do need to do is write a first draft and it can be terrible, but that's okay. And they can work on it and improve it and they can write another one and it's slightly less terrible. And and, and as an iterative process, come to the point where they've actually created something half decent and and not be afraid to do that. So that's good. So um, I've also noticed that, that some people use other bits of software to help them somehow coordinate 
or time the post the social media posts that they set that they send out have have you come across anything like that have you got anything to say on that yeah definitely i mean i use um something called later uh which is kind of a uh, they do a free package as well uh, for people just to kind of post content so you can batch you can create kind of um, your content say at the weekend and then sit there on an, on a certain day and then just kind okay. of uh, schedule your posts for that week okay um, so that that's something and there are a lot of companies out there hootsuite um can do that as well but also if you're on facebook and instagram they actually offer scheduling as part of their, oh do know, they their, okay their account. yes so you can just go in there and kind of get your head around that so um yeah, it's good in a way because it just takes if you kind of spend a, an hour or two kind of scheduling content that kind of takes the pressure off you in the week. Yeah, uh, to kind of come up with stuff. But with social media, the, I always encourage people to leave a bit of spontaneity because there might be a news story on Thursday that comes up, which is associated yeah. with a, something you've covered in a book or or something yeah. about writing, which you can then respond to. Um, but it doesn't get in the way of your, you know, the con- the content that you created at the beginning of the week. Mm. Okay. So if, if um, now if you're helping, if you are helping somebody, or let's say Social Shapes are helping somebody professionally with social media, because like with a website, you kind of pay a bunch of money up front to create the website. But with social media, is it more an ongoing monthly fee? I mean, I don't know how businesses work with this. How, how does one go about hiring somebody to help with this? I think there are two options essentially. There's, and it depends on on how active or how um, potentially active the, the client can be on social media. Um, for for some people, I I create, I sit down with them, understand them, the messages, who they're trying to attract, um, which is the real kind of key to any marketing. Mm. Who's your reader? What do they look like? Where do they shop? You know, or where do they live? How old are they? Get all that, understand the messaging, and then create a social media strategy, which basically is a is a strategy that extends over the year which it kind of has any kind of key dates any events you're going to any national awareness days on around books or literature um it's there with a with a smaller two-week rolling calendar so on a tuesday you will just know i'm going to post about my book on thursday i'm going to post um something personal and we just we just have these messages there so that it just takes the anxiety out of what to post what mm. when so mm. I would then hand that over to the person so they've got them got the that there. They've got all the hashtags, how to use hashtags on each platform. Uh, and it's a guide, basically. It's a guide for them to kind of refer to, but still allows for that spontaneity and um, for them to kind of go forward. Now, if um people are very time poor and, and if they've got the budget, I can do that and then look after the social media management for them as well. So I okay. will then create the uh, the images any branding the the colors um and write the copy and kind of post it out on their behalf um and sometimes i do that um exclusively so you won't see anything coming through from the organization themselves um but but i really encourage there to be the the client or the writer to be on there as well uh, so we can sure. get get their message you get see their face and you know and and that works really well with uh, some clients that i've got okay so is there anything in your mind that's like really important around this this kind of digital presence website stuff which we haven't covered just little snippets of wisdom 
that you think, oh, actually, we should have mentioned this, or this is something that comes up, maybe something that comes up a lot with your clients that you would want them to know or something like that at all? Yeah, I think the, the only thing, I, if, if we think about content, you know, around social media, uh, what are you going to post? And and I think, you know, just really simple things like reading a section of your book to camera mm. and then posting it out is, mm. is really good because that does a lot of things. We're getting to meet you, the writer, but we're also getting to hear about your book and the protagonist in the book. Um, I just think that's really, really important. So I would say that's the kind of key thing for, mm-hmm. for writers to consider. And I know that I know not a lot of people are, are very keen on getting in front of the camera. So one of, one of my jobs is when I'm working with a new clients to understand where they are on that comfort level. Can they do sure. it? Great. Are they yeah. just on the cusp and just need a little bit of a, a kind of cajoling over that? Or if they don't want to do it, then we look into other options, basically. Sure. Okay. So obviously you're, this is the business that you're in and the world that you're in and people listening to this may think, oh, this is just the kind of help I need. So if anybody wanted to get in touch with you and see if you, if they, if you can help them, how would they do that? I've got a website. Um, it's called, it's www.socialshapes, all one word, dot com. Um, unfortunately, when you're kind of, um, building websites usually the very last one you get time to build is your own um which i think is the same for gardeners and their gardens yeah um, yeah. um so it's it's please do not judge me on my website <laughs> um there is a kind of um a website page of some of the other websites that i've done i think okay. that's probably okay. head towards that one but yeah, that's sure. got my contact details on on there and some examples of videos and writing uh, that i've done as well Okay. And I presume you're happy and open to people contacting you to see if you can help them. Absolutely. Great. Wonderful. Okay. Thanks very much, Jason. Really appreciate that. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. Good to see you. Cheers. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Creative Writers Toolbelt podcast. You can find out more about the podcast at my website, andrewjchamberlain.com, where you can also find details of the Creative Writers Toolbelt handbook, which takes all the best advice and insights from the early episodes of the podcast and distill them into one volume. I hope this episode has been useful to you on your writing journey. If it has, please do subscribe to the podcast and consider leaving a review as well wherever you downloaded it. Thank you for listening to this episode and goodbye. Thank you.